0: Welcome
1: to i4O. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 46 of i4O, take two. Uh, We have a jam-packed week of news for you guys to discuss this week, and I am joined by none other than my two lovely co-hosts, Jeff and Ryan. How's it going, guys? It's good to hear from you guys this week.
2: Hey, what's going on, Matt? Good to be here. Um... Very psyched to get in this episode with you too.
1: Yeah, and uh, Thompson, it's good to you see you on the back. episode. Yeah, <laughs> nice <laughs> to have <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's no shortage of news for any of us to discuss this week. Um, we have a lot of information about Facebook updates from the last time that we talked about it. And it feels like we're talking about it every week, but we always get that. I'm starting to see more of that when we get bigger developments in tech news. Um and on top of that we also have information about the youtube shooting on their campus and as well as that information there's some more kind of bits and pieces on the on a chrome scanning device fbi seizures and some conspiracy theories to end the episode out as well as uh apple's push for renewable energy so i guess without further ado we should just jump straight into this first topic um and this one, I think, is one of the juiciest ones of the show. Uh, <laughs> Facebook Gossip. has retracted Zuckerberg's messages from his recipients' inboxes. So that is not a good look. So that that is basically saying that Mark Zuckerberg was deleting his messages from Facebook Messenger. Or in the case of um, what this article alleges, removing... Um, messages after a period of time almost like how snapchat works um uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this because this, <laughs> this is so bad Yeah. <laughs> after everything we've heard for the past couple of weeks
2: yeah um definitely not a good look for zucky boy here um you know he's he's going the same route as uh the uber ceo travis what's his last name uh kalanick yeah getting a lot of uh some negative overdue press it looks like Mm. um yeah this message recall is really kind of like an admission of guilt in the public eye uh as i see it at least yeah it looks like they're retracting messages that he sent to various individuals um that might have some implications and they might just be kind of wiping the slate for him in that way um maybe so they can't use it for articles or things of that nature interviews um, and a lot of people are kind of reasonably upset with this because no one else had access to this feature. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it, uh, I love how they're just going to roll this feature out now instead of being like, oh, we're we sh- this should have never been
2: the case in the first place. Like right. People they... people are like, Why are you letting him do this when no one else can? They're like, Well, we're gonna let everyone else do it oh, too. <laughs> spoiled the surprise. We
1: were gonna give you all this feature. We were just field testing it on Mark Zuckerberg in the most trying time of our company. Come on, Shoot. man just a beta test man <laughs> we were just beta testing during the worst firestorm
2: of our company's history no big deal <laughs> I, I don't i don't i don't want to get into the verbiage of said message but as we were discussing pre-show there's a message from a 19 year old suck in 2004 <laughs> which i'm pretty sure he's just glad it's uh, redacted although you can't erase all memory of the message as it's in this article we're referencing yeah um For you PG-13 viewers out there and listeners, you can feel free to check that in the show notes and see what message I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: It's, he's basically just like showing that at least at that time that he does not care at all about user data whatsoever. He's like, oh, if you need it, I got it. He's like, what are you buying? Like, oh, you want some, you want some user data? I got all 4,000 of the Harvard students and they, they trust me with it. So cool. All right.
2: (laughs) He even went as far as to call them dumb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dumb somethings too. Yeah, dumb somethings. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the, the real issue here I think is less that Zuckerberg was playing God with his own data and trying and potentially hiding something that is very important. I think the worst thing is that not only was it deleted, but it was deleted from other people's data. Like conversations right. that people had with Mark Zuckerberg, their copy of their download
2: did not yeah. have his stuff. <laughs> it's not like you just, you know, delete a message and it's not in your chat log. So you can be like, ah, oh, well, let's pretend that never happened. It's yeah. like, hey, everybody, that never happened. You can't prove it.
1: Yeah. It's like delete, being able to delete an email that you accidentally send to somebody. Yeah. Which we all have
2: wanted to do before, let's be honest. Yeah,
1: I can't tell you how many times I've received the, this person would like to redact this email or like they would like to take back this email or claim it or whatever the Outlook verbiage is. for (laughs) (laughs) Whenever there's like a mistake sent or something. Recall this message. Yeah, Yeah. recalling the message. Yeah, yeah.
0: The yeah. Yeah, unlit version is always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way, you never know; it's always suspenseful. <laughs> yeah,
1: nail butter. Yeah. Uh, I like. They, they uh, should have like a mm-hmm. mode on your phones for like a drunk mode when like you're texting and it puts a forced delay on all of your messages for like a five minute <laughs> delay, so you have you have time to unsend them. The problem is, it
2: takes you six to realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: instead of instantly, yeah, it would take me six
2: minutes. Right. It's like... Uh, oh, that's so bad, but... Um, Apparently, it took Zuckerberg 14 years to realize, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And,
1: uh, well, at least we'll all finally get this lovely feature as well. And somehow, I'll bet that it's that he's going to get some really cool new feature on, on after this that's going to be extra Mark Zuckerberg.
2: Yeah. Right. Like I'm sure he's still storing everything somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's all back up. You can yeah. recall someone's memory of you.
1: hmm And, like, this... Um, it just seems like it's a like they did this after they got caught, so yeah, like so that's definitely hiding,
0: yeah, it's hiding something, and he, the other thing is we don't know who he who he was talking to, I mean, if it's all the users he was talking to, we don't know who the, all the users are,
1: yeah, no, I know it's like this is just like the tip of the iceberg with this whole Zuckerberg thing, so like being a first off like they they were they were giving away people's data through and uh, through an academic license they were giving away all kinds of information to various third parties that have we no, they have no idea where that data went like this is quickly becoming a like a, a data reconciliation nightmare because yeah. now um with him speaking to uh, congressional courts tomorrow and the next day like this makes the evidence gathering that should have been just a quick um search warrant much more difficult because now it looks like he's hiding something. Mm-hmm. Now um, they may not have the full picture, so it's it's almost like an obstruction of justice in a way. Um, but yeah, this uh, kudos to this TechCrunch article because it is very in depth with all of the details of this, and I'm like I'm impressed that Facebook's gall almost like it takes a lot it takes a lot in order to, to let to like to do this to users and to be like instead of saying oh we're sorry we here's an actual backup of this data we understand that during this time it's probably not a good idea but then they're like oh it's it was a hidden beta feature that Mark Zuckerberg was testing and everybody else is gonna get to use this soon so <laughs> it's trying to spin yeah. it trying to spin it into like a fun product update you know the hard you know, one funny. Been. <laughs>
2: yeah. what's funny to me is that they did this and they're probably like, all right, we'll wait for someone to notice. And then people notice and then the story gets shared on Facebook and then people <laughs> react on Facebook sharing it. Yeah. And then they say, I'm no longer going to use Facebook messenger, but they do that by posting a Facebook post saying so mm-hmm. it's just kind of silly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it but, really is. That's yeah. like their confirmation. They're like, we're fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, we're totally fine. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were, they did they did this in a, apparently after the Sony breach, they implemented this. Uh, okay. I think it was in two thousand fourteen. Um, yep, as a data reconciliation or data security measure against um, the leakage of any kind of executive data to any kind of hackers, so that way that data wasn't permanent. Which seems like a a decent response at the time, but like I just in the wake of all of this and the way that they handled this um this unveiling of this feature that Zuckerberg had and um it just seems like a very convenient thing to have at this time um, yeah especially yeah. as um the because if if i'm not correct that breach was discovered a year or two ago right so it's very convenient that it's right around that time where the analy- the cambridge Analytica thing happened like it almost seems like it's too much of a coincidence, you know,
2: yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of that going on in general with this whole debacle, yeah, just the timing of everything,
1: yeah, no it's it's very 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 convenient for mr Zuckerberg, but um it's the it, what what the he just needs to be public about it, and we have a few articles that that go into that go into this um and it's it's I'm I'm like miffed by the some by the gall that they have, and they've done this before too, where like they'll only come clean on something when they're caught or something like that. Like they during the election, they were like, "Oh, we didn't, uh, we didn't sell ads to this. We had perfect control of our platform." Blah blah blah, and then all this evidence came out, and they're like, "But, but no, we didn't." Uh, then like they were forced to admit it. It's.
2: it's just or a- did they have perfect control to do exactly what happened?
1: yeah facebook mm-hmm. he who controls the data controls the memes right if you will it's um, not leverage yeah
2: oh how many memes there are oh, the memes
1: you will go um <laughs> but uh, but this isn't just the only piece of news that we have on facebook um another big topic that's happening over the past week, and it seems like Facebook is just gonna be in the news for. Like the next month or so and we're just not going to hear the end of it for the longest time ever yeah because... you're
2: gonna you're gonna say it's it feels like we've been talking about this every week and the reason for that is because we've been talking about this every week yeah wow <laughs> it's like we have a weekly podcast where we talk about stuff all the time
1: <laughs> but like yeah it's 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 insane and uh, the article that i'm currently showing on the screen references um, facebook will be excluding north american users from some of its privacy enhancements Um, implemented by the GDPR and while like when I initially read this my thoughts were like oh okay that's America has different laws from from Europe and that's fine and we interpret privacy a little bit differently than Europe does as we've reported on previously on the show but then um, I started to think about and the article alludes to this as well um, what happens when people vacation from Europe to the U.S.? Um, what happens when people try to fake accounts or set up an account because they're European but they live in the U.S. for a while or something and that data is still collected about them? How do they reconcile the mobility of people
2: in 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 the world, if, if that makes any sense? So I wonder, we were talking about, I think it was Apple devices in China and data collection a couple of episodes ago and how mm-hmm. it's, it's it comes down to what your home country is. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to be something similar where Facebook only handles your things a certain way if you're a citizen of a specific area. Right. As opposed to where you're located when you're using the platform.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what it's seeming like they're going to do. I just don't know how that would work. Yeah. You know, I guess like yeah I don't know
2: the blanket of the internet is such an obscure thing sometimes with Mm -hmm. what is covered where and what kind of laws are enacted where and like
1: that's a that's a tough problem to solve because also we have similar issues when you look over say at China or countries that have much more strict um, control over their social media and much more of a fine-tuned like hand into what can get posted and what can't And these companies that are global have to tailor that technology to all of these different types of companies. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like it's going to be impossible in a way in order to actually do this unless there's one global policy on privacy.
0: I don't know. I I feel like it's very possible. I want to know what the policies currently are in Russia and China Mm -hmm. because I'm sure they're a lot more rigid than they they are here in the West. Their
1: policy is probably just give it to the government. Like, that's, yeah, that's the one, so, yeah that's the one <laughs> rule. Yeah, but
0: the thing is, I mean, if there's no regulation so far from his viewpoint, I can kind of get it in a capitalistic sense. He's saying, you know what, this data is valuable to Facebook as a corporation. If, if there's no regulation here yet, it's a gray area still. We're still going to capitalize off of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, they're going to be reducing, um, so a spokeswoman for Facebook confirmed crunch that, that the changes that it revealed late last month um, which will be reducing its historical settings from 20 screens to just one um it was one of the changes that they're going to be making with the gdpr um but i don't like the the fact that they were just kind of excluding it um it at least in it, it's all so bad to have all of this come out now like i feel like if this article had been timed at a different point um it wouldn't have been as big of a news hit
2: yeah like so
1: I've, yeah but, there's uh, a lot of
2: people talking about the timing of this too with i guess the the different talks of internet regulation in the United States and North America um you know say what you will about our net neutrality discussions but the timing of this with enforcement in elsewhere elsewhere in the world and people feeling like they cannot trust service providers with their information Mm -hmm. and with other with other fields of industry tech you know the government tends to step in and try and address some of those concerns so a lot of people are thinking this is kind of coincidental that you know all this stuff is happening with facebook right now when Mm -hmm. there's all this other stuff going on with the internet and regulation and data privacy and politics Is there some kind of undercurrent to this? Yeah, and
1: this is part of a much bigger, I think, like a a realization of people who use social media that their data is actually for sale. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have control over their data because it's being hosted by a network whose best interest financially is to sell that in order to make a profit. Like, you are Facebook's biggest... Like, they're, you're their product. So you're their biggest source of, of income. You consume all of their advertising. And I'm 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 talking to you specifically, Jeff. You're their number one at Target. I am. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's like a... It's almost... That's why when we talked about it before, I compared it to the Snowden breaches because it was kind of a wake-up call for people. Where, like, sure, people who may be more like tech savvy or technologically inclined would know that, okay, we are their product or like would have a deeper understanding of how this is a necessary thing for their bottom line. But like some, the average person wouldn't really think about that or people don't really consider the implications of posting your entire life on one social media platform whose interest is to monetize your life (laughs) essentially.
0: (laughs) What would, what would the alternative be though would you just pay a subscription fee to facebook do you think people would be as excited about facebook if that was the case
1: well that's another thing we were talking about too like any other com- competition or if facebook did that like anybody who would do this with a subscription would be dead on arrival
0: right they wouldn't Without get that ad revenue yeah
1: yeah they wouldn't get nearly enough traffic because people don't want to pay for this people want a free place to put their stuff
2: but i think the th- important thing is that we're starting to really publicly question the ethics of this whole field um, because up until this point, it's been, oh, it's nice we have a website that is, it looks good. You can share things really easily on it, and you can interface with your peers. But there's, there's a lack of regulation to it and a lack of really, like, studying what it does. Um, there's, there's a lot of studying out there about, you know, what effects it has on your brain and what, you know, kind of social tendencies it develops in people, like the need for gratification or acknowledgment. And I think you can kind of see that in um, some of the youth culture these Mm -hmm. days. Um, And until now, when you talk about what kind of data is out there, there's just different, I guess, caveats to it that haven't been explored or haven't been really regulated. Um, I think that it's time to open up the discussion about what is this thing we call social media? What is it doing to our society? And should we let them just do whatever they want? Like, yeah, I even think if even if it's free,
1: there needs to be some kind of
2: transparency,
1: I think. And yeah, that's hopefully what we're starting to see. So, uh, but I, I, I agree completely. We do need to like, understand what this whole thing means and get ourselves into the mindset that, like, if you, like, if we, like, they're hosting it. They got to pay their and they got to make ends meet you're their product and
0: yeah I, I also i agree but i also want to say like we should also be looking at the other big tech giants i know facebook's the main you know they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're facebook's big, easy to get rid of what about google
1: google <laughs> right. apple yeah.
0: amazon all the big ones they're yeah. all collecting your data yeah i the things in the back end they're not telling you about
1: <laughs> i challenge anybody to stop using Google for a week and tell me how well that goes. You can't use any Google services at all. I
2: can't use my phone. Yep. So yeah, Yeah, I
1: have to throw my phone out the window. I can't even use my backup phone. Um, we get get my pigeon out of storage. (laughs) We can't have an episode next week. (laughs) We can't coordinate the notes. Right. Yeah. We're, I can't get to work. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's really the other problem though. Like there's no competition. There's no competition for these big tech companies anymore. They're all just basically monopolies on their own little version of their Mm -hmm. own little world, you know, what they specialize in.
1: You get all nice and settled into somebody's walled garden and And you kind of get real comfortable. Everything's all working real nice for you. And then you find out something went horribly wrong inside that garden that you didn't know about. And then you're like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. And then you're like, oh, no, (laughs) the walls are too high. What do I do?
2: And like, It's it's, such an interesting back and forth, though, because. Yeah in so many ways we don't want the internet to be regulated but then in other ways it needs to be for this kind of reason yeah so like who steps in how much do we want them to step in and with what yeah
1: i'm all for whatever the best product is wins i think that's a solid system that works and it's worked before but i think that in this stage we're beyond that
0: well this isn't the first time that this country has experienced monopolies and taken Taking them apart, <laughs> yeah. We had that they don't, they don't obliterate them, they just split them into pieces, yeah.
1: Standard oil and standard oil, uh, bell. Bell. bell
0: telephone, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We had a, a couple of run ins with some monopolies before, but I think these are like these
2: are monopolies on a scale that we've never seen before, right? Because and they're global. You don't like what a certain auto manufacturer is doing, then buy a different kind of car. But right. where are you going to go on the internet besides Google and Facebook to? Find your news and share it. Yeah. What are you yeah. going to use Bing and Google plus, which is still a Google product? <laughs> our our friend Hardcastle says he's using Bing, so he's all good. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend you stop Way using go, Bing immediately and start using something
1: like DuckDuckGo, which is uh, a little duck, bit, duck duck, yeah. duck, duck, is a, it's a privacy one, but um, yeah, for anybody interested, it's a privacy focused search engine.
2: I remember um, that social media platform, Elo, too. Do you remember that? I don't remember that one. Uh, I never really got into it, but I had one for like a little bit.
1: I'm gonna bring back my MySpace page with all of my edgy metalcore music.
2: <laughs> yes, auto auto playlist, and you yeah. can customize your CSS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MySpace, Tom. I
0: know you're out there with Nat Geo somewhere in the world. The time. Yo, life, we need you back.
1: He's my, he was you're my, my first. We friend. need not to
2: hear. What we deserve.
1: <laughs> he was my first friend. He was my ride or die. My space, Tom. <laughs> I signed up. So, he was there. He's still out there watching. I'm saying, yeah. He's watching through his cannon in Hawaii, taking yep. photos of volcanoes. That's, that's all he does now. Living the dream. Wait, yeah.
2: a, like, a cannon, like the camera, or like is he waiting in a cannon to be launched back into relativity? Like, <laughs> you know, like, um, until you used the metaphor in that way,
1: I was going to say the first one, but now I want the second one to be true. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And the word I was going for is relevance being launched back into relevance. Yes. There you it's
1: go. One shot away. We're not talking about cameras. <laughs>
2: <laughs> MySpace
1: Tom Kenobi, you're my only hope.
2: <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But um I think, I think that might be episode title worthy.
1: MySpace Tom Kenobi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like it. Yeah, like me it. too. Yeah. And um anyway, carry on my wayward son.
1: uh we do have one last article to cover with facebook before we move on i feel like we should get to before this devolves into um us starting a prayer circle for myspace tom to come back (laughs) um (laughs) but uh he mark zuckerberg is going to be uh rolling out a new set of changes prior to the testimonies on congress which will be this week um, so this is actually one of the pieces of good news that I think is rolling out from this uh, this firestorm, this dumpster fire, the the heaping pile of wet garbage, if you will. Um, but the news is that they're going to be labeling political ads as the as who purchased the ads, much in the same way that um, television and newspapers and all other forms of advertising are beholden to. So this is good news. At least we have something good to end on with Facebook, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm curious to see how this is rolled out, but mm -hmm. I mean, some details in here say that you you need to get verified by Facebook and ad buyers and page administrators have to provide a government issued ID, physical mailing address. Then they mail you a letter with the code to confirm the address. And then advertisers have to tell Facebook, which candidate organization or business they're representing. Mm -hmm. So like, What happens if Matt Slavin buys an ad and he's supporting the Kremlin, but the Kremlin doesn't know about it? (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden you have all these different players, you know, what if someone posts nonstop ads for McDonald's under Donald Trump's name without his approval? You know, like, how's that going to look?
1: Yeah. I mean, at least we'll know that they have approval from Facebook to do it. So. well yeah so they have
2: a, a valid mailing address we'll know that much
1: yeah they'll be you can you can donald trump will be able to mail them and say like either thank you or please stop this this is not funny right. um yeah but too many I, hamburglar jokes i wonder if that vetting process um like because the, it's not clear how they defined issues in advertising so um but it's it, it's looking like that um they're gonna be rolling out um more ads that not only political but ones that they're considered as issues so things like second amendment rights uh pro-choice um stuff that like that's a little bit more politically charged i think will have its own set of vetting and approval so i think that's a, a good first step um, and i guess we'll have to see how
2: this works going forward but um yeah, yeah. i think i think it would be a nice direction for things to go. Mm-hmm. Um, provided it works as intended.
1: Yeah. Zuckerberg's like, see, see, we can have good news. i4 <laughs> is reporting good stuff on them for once.
2: <laughs> see all, all the bad news yeah. about other tech companies yeah. paid for by Facebook. <laughs> yeah. This uh, episode of i4
1: was brought to you by Facebook and Donald Trump. <laughs> but yeah. Um I uh, I'm I'm happy that we're getting something out of this, so um, yeah, yeah. But um, there is another topic that is more important than any of this type of social media crap. Um, anything like, uh, and and thankfully there were no um, there were no victims in this shooting. But I I did want to uh, start the discussion on what you guys thought i mean there's only really it's a it's a tragedy and our hearts go out to all of the victims and families of the people who were affected by this but this is the um uh our i feel like we should talk about the youtube shooting which happened last week um on or on the 4th of april or around the 4th of april um and um this like i don't really know how to talk about it but um i don't i want to make it a point on this one that i don't want to report the name of the shooter yeah um, i'm with that uh and you you'll see it scrolling by in the article but i feel like those people don't
2: they shouldn't deserve to be reported on if that makes I, sense I, and i think you stumbled over a little Matt. just clarification there yeah. are some victims they just there was well, no loss no, life yeah, of no yeah no
1: fatalities victim right there were casualties um, but no
2: fatalities right exactly just clarifying the um, fatality yeah. being
1: the shooter herself
2: but that's the right. the we'll point. leave it at, yeah we'll leave that at that but mm-hmm. um yeah definitely a scary thing when this news broke out i know we were all talking about it instantly um yeah in our little chat circle and it was tense you know you, you don't know what the outcome of these situations is going to be right um, and it's scary for everyone involved and kind of, it's just scary in general that something like this could happen anywhere, even YouTube headquarters. Um, so mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's like of all the places that it would happen. And, um, this is uh, allegedly it was due to a complaints and being upset over the, the big push for demonetization of YouTube videos, which mm-hmm. is, um, not response at all in any way like this is never in any case an acceptable response for something like this um and it's there are like there's so many different ways to get in touch with youtube and and there's been people uh, i know it's a it's a running internet joke among some of the vloggers and some of the more uh impressionable streamers out there to like some of them wear shirts that say like demonetized or they make jokes about it offhand um and ryan or jeff i don't know if you guys have seen any of those guys but there's there's much more constructive ways to get the message out about this stuff and um i'm like i I don't i don't know what else to say about it um but yeah she fled from her home to go to mountain view and evidently had gone to the firing range the day before, and um they she was reported missing, but when the police found her sleeping in the car, they said there were no issues um, like
2: i don't think I don't think they found a gun at that time either,
1: yeah. yeah, so I don't know if they had warrants to search the car. I think they were just looking for her at that point right but, um but yeah they they found a woman asleep in her car. In a parking lot there Tuesday morning at around like one thirty in the morning, I think was what the time said. Um but yeah, and the fact that they visited a gun range before, went missing, were in a parking lot the night before. Like there's a lot of red flags there, but um mm-hmm. and it's easy to point fingers, it's easy to um make sweeping assumptions, but like this is hindsight is twenty twenty. Like it's easy to see the big picture, but um how many people would have done this kind of investigative work had they like in any other scenario really so I don't know how much you can blame on negligence of law enforcement or anything like that for not catching this um,
2: but I think maybe uh some attention could be drawn to how streamers and vloggers and people of that nature um, kind of see their own livelihood in the streaming service. And, um, you know, when, when it's getting out of hand, um, if you're relying on funding from online ads or revenue or what have you, sponsorship, um, if you're at a breaking point where changes or loss of that sponsorship could tip you over the edge in this way, uh, there's some, some bigger things going on. Mm-hmm. so yeah agreed
0: um <laughs> on a personal level
2: right so maybe it's time to take a step back and look at that aspect of internet's involvement in our lives and livelihood mm-hmm. um and kind of taking into consideration not the pros and cons of doing so but maybe um the degree of importance that is to your overall life and the life of others
1: Yeah, turn the TV off, turn the internet off, step outside, get some fresh air every once in a while, uh, realize that it's not the world.
2: Yeah, if you lose your YouTube revenue, you're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, and anybody who's looking to get into any kind of streaming or anything like that, the one piece of advice that's always resonated is to make sure that you have something that's actually putting money on the table and putting food on the table until, if for whatever reason, that like whatever this is, does take off. Like going into it with the mentality of making money and becoming famous is, I think, not the correct way to look at streaming. I think there should be a a deeper passion for production and creation um, before that. So It's, it's
0: it's like a venue. So it's it's free. Like right now, it's it's a free you know place where you can stream your content. But really, you can't expect it to abide by everything you want for you know as long as you see fit because. You don't own it you don't own youtube youtube is a corporation they can change their rules at any moment that's it's their company it's not yours unless you provide a streaming service directly like from your home somehow it's it's not yours so it's something to keep in mind yeah right
1: it would be like going to a yard sale and putting your stuff on their lawn and being right. and trying to make money off of it and they're like no get off of here i don't want this exactly and they push your stuff in the street <laughs>
0: it's 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 hard because they they do advertise it that way like oh come come get set up on youtube because they want content they want people to come and you know set up shop and have to have a successful channel but it's not for everybody everybody can't do it you know
1: everybody sees the 50 youtubers that have millions of subscribers and are Mm -hmm. super famous but nobody sees the millions of subscribers with one or two followers Mm -hmm. or zero for that matter there's i'm sure there's probably even millions of videos uploaded a day that will get that will never get more than fifty views yeah, and right. like that's the side of YouTube that nobody sees, and I think that um, YouTube adjusting its terms and policies in order to promote the content that's making it its revenue. I think that's a natural move for YouTube um, albeit it can be misconstrued as uh, not correct or. Um, possibly greedy yeah greedy like not helping the streamer and i think this is that's this is part of the bigger communication that is going to happen and will change over time as they figure out what the happy medium between um their shareholders and their stock and the people who produce the content on the website i think that's where it's inevitably going to go yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah so um our thoughts go out to all of the families and um, the victims of the shooting. Um, the,
2: and, yeah, Just anybody that witnessed anything that day, that was probably pretty traumatizing. Yeah, too. some
1: of the tweets, because I was on Twitter when that happened and I was like following some of the live tweets and it's just like frantic and scared Google employees and it's like surreal, you know? Yeah. So like, but um, yeah, anybody who feels stressed or is enraged about something, um, they would encourage you find one of many sources of an outlet for that. That isn't violence. Um, whether it be talking to a friend or family member, um, confiding in any kind of a physician or something, or just anything that isn't jumping straight to this because it's not worth it. So, but, um, yeah, so I think we should, with that, we should move on to other topics. Sure. Um, All right. So, Chrome, in keeping Google in the the conversation, is scanning your PC, but um, evidently this might be a bug. So, yeah. anybody who's complained about slow computers or issues with their um, their desktop booting up slow, they, it looks like you may want to delete your downloads section or clear it from Chrome. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you wanted to go in a little bit deeper or warm us up onto this topic, Jeff, but um, it's yeah, so interesting.
2: It's basically like an integrity check that Chrome does on startup, um, where it's supposed to check your list of downloaded files. So um, basically to prove that they still exist and then your downloads list will be populated accordingly, uh, is my understanding. So, what it's saying is you can clear these downloads and then it won't have to perform this check on startup and it'll prove your startup time. Um, However, what some people are finding is that this check has a bug where it's not checking the Google down, the Chrome downloads or the directory to which it downloads to, but it's checking other uh, places in the file system. So, it's essentially scanning files on your PC um, due to a bug so um some people are pretty skeeved out about this because not only is software scanning your file direct your system directory but it's your internet browser doing so um which of course is provided by google who's known to collect information Mm -hmm. Um, so it's saying it's a bug it's saying that if you don't want this check to be performed you can um go to your settings page uh check your settings, uh, get rid of your downloads folder. Um, you can opt out of sharing data by selecting a report details to Google before starting a scan. Um, there's a couple of things you can do here. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. I haven't checked to see if this is happening to me, but I thought it was, uh, of interest maybe to our listeners who use Google Chrome on a daily basis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, this is definitely interesting. It's, um, it's interesting to see like the the various features that are being worked out. Like I think we reported a while ago about how the Chrome browser was consistently writing its state to uh, to your memory over a period of time, which was wearing on hard drives. And um, and this is just like another almost like another notch in the belt of this new push we have to find and resolve bugs within software. And uh, I think it's. Like it's a it's a it's an inevitable step forward in technology, and I think it's a very positive one because um, even if it's something as minor as this, or if it's a breach, or if you're Equifax, like in the end, it will make people more secure because of heightened transparency of what's going on with these programs, and um, and this could have been potentially weaponized if it hadn't been discovered. Mm -hmm. Um, in a way to scan local files on your computer if it was able to
2: get out to the web so yeah and you're if you don't monitor these things or regulate these things on your system specifically um you know this is an application setting in chrome where you're allowing it to check your downloads folder for you know, an improved efficiency in software, startup time, et cetera. And a bug in that software is allowing it to check elsewhere on your file system. Mm-hmm. So unless you really have your your guards up on your operating system, monitoring things like that, what can read where, you're not even going to notice this because you pretty much let Chrome do what it does and trust it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I wouldn't have even known to look for this. Right. Like, it's I something mean. that like, it's something that's like so minor and so in the background that um I would have probably never noticed it, but it is uh, it, it does open up potential security issues and it's good to know and um I'm assuming this will be fixed at some point in the future for chrome, but and it's nice to know that there yeah. is a workaround in the yeah. meantime to just clear the downloads section and yeah. I really could use a a nice cleaning of my downloads <laughs> folders because mine is a absolute nightmare. It's the, it's like the, I'm organized in most aspects of my life, but my downloads folder is, is like the nightmarish skeleton in the closet.
2: That's C drive, man. It's, it's like
1: gigabytes of files just dumped into this download folder, just
2: thrown into a pile. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm um, sure you got so, your downloads folder into subfolders. And... I am so detailed. I don't even, I don't even really use the downloads folder. I have other folders in my, you know directory tree where i store setup files and i store image files and what have you oh i'm mighty jeff that guy.
0: he's yeah. fancy he's fancy
2: <laughs> if i had more
1: room in front of my desk i'd bow to you <laughs> i don't have the i don't have that sense of organization yeah
2: but, or or that camera depth right now i
1: don't know there's no depth yeah. on this camera it's it's just straight up in my face that's right
2: well that's <laughs> The only place I would want it. But, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> That's the only place that
1: I'm gonna have it. So looks like we so both win. win win. Yeah. <laughs> um before this escalates any further, uh um, yeah, <laughs> um we do have news about Backpage, uh, which is a website that I'm sure most people are going to be very happy to find out has been seized by the FBI. Um And this comes in the wake of us reporting on SESTA a few weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago with Odakta talking about uh, the implications that that might have. Um, This was one of the websites that was the reason why SESTA is a thing. So um, this was a website that has been accused multiple times of hosting sex and child trafficking. And it shut down its adult advertising section. Um, last year ahead of a senate hearing on its practices so this is a website that has um, been very openly doing very very i I guess the only way to describe it is illegal very illegal things Um, especially if those accusations hold any weight and it looks like they must have because the fbi has since raided the home of one of the co-founders and shut down the website so um this is definitely great news. It's always good news when something like this happens. Um and it's um it's almost likening to when Craigslist shut down its own like personal sec- section because people were abusing that as well. So I don't know, it's it's good news, I think. Yeah. I think it's very good news to hear that these websites are starting to get taken down and hopefully the collateral damage is minimal whenever Sesta takes effect um and for anybody who isn't familiar with with the sesta and foster bills um, it's going to say that websites will be beholden to the content of their users saying that if stuff like this it's its intent is to target sex trafficking um and illegal activity on websites but um The implications of it can be a little bit wider than that since due to some vague wording in the bill, which has some people worried. Um, But this is one of the positive outcomes of that bill. And not necessarily directly tied to that bill, but um, something that we would hopefully see much more of going forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's good news. I'm happy. So another piece of news that we have to talk about today is this new piece of wearable technology from MIT. And this has given me, like... um, I don't don't know. You guys have seen Blade Runner with the Voight-Kampff test and things like that, where it's, like, trying to determine who's an android and who isn't. And, like, I'm just picturing this used in, like, some way to, like, pull thoughts from your head. Um, (laughs) So what this is, um, this is literally straight out of science fiction, and it looks like it's straight out of science fiction. Um, It's a it's a device that pulls and vocalizes or and that communicates sub vocalization that people do, which is also known as just silently saying words in your head. Um, and I wonder how far the gap goes between that and thought. So like um, this is really creepy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it depends
2: on your habits and tendencies too, to answer that question, how yeah. far it is between your thought Right. What you say because I, I know a lot of people that mouth the words that they're hearing and saying like very minimally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder like I haven't had a chance to get too in depth with this article, but I, it would be fascinating to see this kind of technology like um, in Black Mirror, for example. Whenever they have the um, the like the people who are in a coma can respond via like a like, like a beep sound almost yeah. to yes or no. Um, I wonder if this could be uh, used in order to communicate with those who can't speak in a way, huh. like someone who's mute. Like, at what yeah. What's the difference between a sub vocalization and an actual
2: vocalization? So I think the vocal cords come into play heavily there. Um, but I would imagine a lot of people who are mute can sound out the words with their mouth, but just not say them. Mm-hmm. um so if you say this like practice saying a word silently silently in your head and kind of mouth the word or it, it measures the neuromuscular single uh signals to get triggered when you sub vocalize which is the phrasing here and then it can just read that and then it uses uh neural networks to actually transpose what words those are That's so fascinating it's, it's, yeah it is and they've already been playing with it in doing things like navigating a roku or asking for the time or even reporting opponents moves in chess to get optimal counter moves via computer in utter silence oh my
1: god Um,
2: yeah yeah um they said leave it to mit that's all i was gonna say i feel like stephen
0: hawking just missed the boat on this one yeah Yeah, a
1: little bit yeah really and um yeah because they're saying um has electrodes picking up signals when you verbalize internally as well as bone conduction headphones.
2: Yeah, that was interesting. Which use
1: vibrations delivered to the bones of your inner ear without obstructing your ear canal. And we're seeing this technology more and more now um, as it becomes more mainstream. And There's some smart glasses that use bone conduction, which is like that is the craziest concept ever to me. The fact that they can, like, <laughs> yeah. vibrate the bones in your head to generate sound yeah. that you hear. Like, that is one of the coolest things. Like, this is, like, straight... This is literally straight out of science fiction. And I yeah. and I have referenced to science fiction shows in order to get points across comparing this to something that I've seen in science fiction. So. It's,
0: <laughs> straight out of Jules Verne novel, right? Yeah.
2: It's cool <laughs> it's and creepy, too. It's
1: creepy because yeah. the implications of this, like... Can you imagine um, being like like using this in like an interrogation type scenario? Once this is like Eat a Donut. (laughs) You know you want a donut. (laughs) Yeah, like try even that, like using that to like send people what they would probably think would be subconscious suggestions.
2: Right. Like your own thoughts. You think that you're thinking of these things yourself earlier, there's that little invisible bird in your ear telling you what to do yeah
0: the mind is the last place you're truly free right yeah
1: it is sort of being under a lead blanket in a park naked with no devices whispering in each other's ears that's about the best you can get <laughs> <laughs> that or, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> or as i alluded um going into a private match of call of duty and shooting your messages onto the wall in bullets that's the thing that's about the next best thing you can get is that's your brain, the thing.
2: yeah, no, it is, I'm sure, mm. yeah, uh, people do that, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's the best checkline ever. Signal's got nothing on bullets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this is uh their idea was having a computing platform that's more internal and melding human and machine in some ways that would almost make this an extension of our own cognition, which is a very like verbose way. Of saying like getting computers inside of our head, so we can yeah. like think what the computer should do and suggest tasks from our brain, which is like the, the more that I think about this, the more like it blows
2: my mind. Yeah. yeah, it would be cool too, just like if you didn't have to wear headphones anymore and you had something that just like vibrated your yeah. ear bones, mm-hmm. or like a, like instead of taking notes in class, you can just kind of have this thing do it for you and transcribe your day into notes that would be nuts Um, just have a transcript of your whole day imagine and then being read back to you oh my god yeah and once video comes into play forget about it
1: um also if you're listening to this and you're wondering you should stay tuned for episode 798 of i4o when we do this entirely via microsoft sam and bone conduction so (laughs) yes yes we'll have the different tones
2: We'll be in VR. You can come actually watch our hangout.
1: Yeah. I will be represented <laughs> by the avatar, um, Johnny number five from Short Circuits.
2: Mm. His beard will be three feet long by then.
1: It will. It's not going to stop growing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going be be... to. Pat- yeah.
2: I'll be Patrick Swayze. There you go. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: just don't die. Yeah, just don't die. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. Rest in peace.
1: <laughs> the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. Um but yeah so there's can... a video here as well <laughs> that you can <laughs> check out if you are interested in more about this technology um and we'll have this uh in the article we have linked in the show notes for anybody who is interested. Um, yeah. Lots yeah. of good
2: show notes this week.
1: Yeah definitely we have a lot of exciting news this week. Um so in other news this week um YouTube uh, and we're getting into the fun section now. Um a little conspiracy theories segment of the show (laughs) um youtube is going to reportedly release a kids app curated by humans instead of robots um and we've talked about this before youtube like we sure have (laughs) (laughs) suggesting like really strange suggestions um and this comes in the wake of uh, a lot of issues with the algorithm from the YouTube kids app um, inadvertently suggesting questionable or graphic content to children. Mm -hmm. Um, So it will be um, restricting this, uh, this algorithm to a a curation of hand selected channels that a team of human curators at YouTube will approve as opposed to vacuums. Um, So as opposed to robots or vacuums, humans will be vetting these videos. Um, it's not officially announced um it comes amongst uh concerns as we talked about about um leading them into uh very strange territory. There's some um videos that have showed up um There's a controversy uh called elsa gate um <laughs> which uh I'll let people click on the link and explore themselves um And there's other ones that have um, paved the way for children to be exposed to conspiracy theories, um, including videos from none other than Alex Jones. (laughs) Um, And as well as Logan Paul. Um, These are some of the issues that YouTube has been dealing with. So it's a it's this is just (laughs) it's just bad. Um, So, yeah. I don't know like where else this can go except for down, um, getting exposing children to conspiracy theories like the fake lunar landings and like flat Earth theories and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, like imagine which one is a kid gonna like more reading out of a textbook and hearing in school, which they don't want to be at, or being on YouTube watching like some sensational like content and then seeing a video about the Earth being flat or the moon landing being filmed in a basement and. You know, aliens abducting Tom Cruise or whatever kind of news they're gonna see. You know, yeah, Tom Cruise like, is
1: probably actually an alien. I'm just gonna well, I'm just gonna yeah. put that out there. Like he's, he's probably a, an
2: alien. Heard it here first. <laughs> levels are pretty high up there, from what I understand.
1: He so, is yeah. the alien that Scientology hath foretold would come to Earth in the future. The promised one. He's right. already there. Yeah, he is the Vespoid with which they will be transported to another plane. His power level's over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you heard it here first. Tom Cruise is, is an alien. Um, but that won't show and, up on YouTube kids. I'll tell you that much. I just got right. us axed from YouTube
2: kids. Sorry guys. <laughs> but seriously, getting back to what I'm saying, right? Yeah, you sorry. Have, and not to, I'm not trying to poke fun at anyone or mock anyone directly, even though I might be doing that internally. Uh, but there are adults out there who believe the earth is not round and that it's flat. right these are people who have like gone through life and made all their decisions in life and they're like this is something that i'm going to devote my life to imagine the effect that would have on a kid like an impressionable kid yep who gets directed to that like series of videos probably and similar content yeah so i think that this is
0: I, i would like to know what the algorithm like what features it was specifically looking for to consider these visual videos educational
2: well, right, it's still going to yeah. happen to adults, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you of want to know. Yeah, but, yeah. I've been... but, but, I mean, it's good to take this kind of time and effort directed towards the children who are using your platform because think it could have children. some... Right, actually, think of the children, seriously. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> like, this, ha- this could have some, like, lifelong impacts on children. So yeah. this is
1: important. Have you guys ever seen that old documentary, Jesus Camp?
2: Yes. Like... Yep. It's, like 2007.
1: Yeah, like not even saying anything about religion or anything, but that is a, a prime example of brainwashing children and how impressionable they can be to some of these more radical theories. And um, this is coming from YouTube. So it goes to show you the power that this content provider has over its demographic. The yeah. fact that um, not only can kids' shows get on here, but so can conspiracy theories about the Earth being flat
2: Oh. and that's not even one of the worst ones like in terms yeah. of implications that just makes you sound like you don't know what you're talking about
1: yeah the earth is clearly a rhombus it's not it's i actually just just dis-
2: I, disc- I just discl- I just disclosed my twitch chat that i misspoke it's not round or flat it's actually cubic and i'm sorry for that
1: yes
0: yeah
2: <laughs> if you look close enough you can see the sides
1: it's true yeah No one's just been ever been able to fly up there and look. Because the lunar landings have obviously also been faked as well.
2: That's that's correct. Yeah, I was there when they filmed it. Please don't take us seriously right now. Yeah, don't (laughs) please. The lunar
1: landings actually happened and the earth is round, much like literally everything else in space.
2: And aliens do exist. I mean don't exist. I mean do exist. Never mind.
1: Depending on who you ask, they would have you you may hear a multitude of answers on aliens that's correct yeah
2: but the the real thing to get from this is that your kids shouldn't be getting their answer from youtube conspiracy video theories at yeah. a young age
1: you should be so. getting them from twitch conspiracy theories
2: right so come <laughs> have them watch industry 4.0 yeah. yeah aka i4o <laughs> and get lost in the magnificent beard of matt slavin hey, man, we're
1: just here to peddle conspiracy theories and talk about technology that's all
2: pretty much <laughs> That's it. That's all again, don't take us seriously. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Please do. Carry on. Let's carry
1: on. Okay. So um speaking of conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists and they're in between, the Department of Homeland Security has been defending its media monitoring database by calling its critics conspiracy theorists. (laughs) So um this is basically just like no You're obviously wrong. We're not going to offer any evidence that we're not doing it. You're just a conspiracy theorist. You're a liar. Take your tinfoil hat off, sir. Go away. Please exit the property. Like, um, they're um, trying to, they're they're initiating this new media monitoring service, which is going to be keeping tabs on more than 290,000 global news sources, Um, as well as not only monitoring, but developing an extensive database for an unconfirmed number of media influencers. Um, which seems uh, at first mildly concerning. Um, and this is reported by Ars Technica for anybody who's interested in following up on this, and it will be also in our show notes. Uh, but this is definitely a fascinating piece of news. Um, they're going the types of data that they're going to be collecting is going to include uh, Intel about journalists, editors, correspondents, social media influencers. Um, including their locations, beats, reporter types, contract details, overviews of their previous coverage, current publications, and any other information that could be
2: relevant. Right. (laughs) Just a little blanket statement at the end there.
1: So um, I just wanted to tell you guys now that I have submitted all of our personal information to this database.
2: Thank Um, you. I'm glad you beat me to it.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to let you guys know that I I put the mail in the mailbox today. Um, So, and to today, I like to intercept the track. With love, yeah. <laughs> With love, yeah. I, I kissed the envelope with my with, uh, the best lipstick that I had. <laughs> I was waiting for a reaction for that. Just going to leave that one hanging. Um, but yeah, they, they responded over Twitter. Um, and they were saying, despite what some reporters may suggest, there is nothing more than standard practice of monitoring current events. Any suggestion otherwise is fit for tinfoil hat wearing, black helicopter conspiracy theorists um i never heard that term before black helicopter conspiracy theorists there are plenty Funny of you should
2: say that because oh. i just googled it to see what it means
1: okay because there's plenty of actual black helicopters
2: out there so it says it's a term which became popular in the u.s militia movement and associated political groups in the 90s as a symbol and warning sign of alleged conspir- conspiratorial conspiratorial yeah military takeover of the united states so it has been associated with men in black and similar conspiracies yeah i feel like
1: this is just another one of those pushes like fake news um where sure some of it's yeah. fake but like tell me why it's fake don't just dismiss it
0: you right. know
2: so, so aside from seeing what effect that influencer is going to have on the american public provided that their news or you know articles whatever are going to get out there what else can DHS do about this? Knowing this information, that's what I'm wondering. Right. Can you be censored? Can they put someone out in the spotlight and say, "Don't listen to this person because they're full of fooey"?
1: Well, um, I think a lot of it falls into the last line of what they're collecting, which is any other information that could be relevant. <laughs> like, no first problem. off, like, is that actual legal? Like, is that is that an illegally binding document? Like that. That
2: kind of open ended verbiage. And cetera, second, any <laughs> yeah. any other information, yeah. okay, that yeah. could be relevant. <laughs> could. It doesn't even have in to be way, relevant. Yeah, it just be might relevant. be
1: relevant. Yeah. That's it. It's like, well, you know, we know what you ate for breakfast that day and that's logged in the database because it was the same day that you reported about this one article. And we thought that your t- that the calories and the nutrients that you had from your breakfast might've indicated the style of your writing that day. So therefore it's relevant. Like how vague are we going to get here <laughs> in right. this way? Um, and is that kind of, uh, and everyone knows that the government is uh, not to be allowed to be left with open-ended verbiage and anything they do because they will abuse it. So, and this is not the first time. Look, uh, I'm looking at you, uh, the Patriot Act. Um, This is not the first time the government has overstepped, in a way. And if this holds any merit, then it could be dangerous, because this could lead to blackmail of the media, which is not a good look. You don't want to blackmail people that are trying to make information available about you, if it goes against your agenda, you know? So... True or not? Uh, my tinfoil hat is firmly planted on my head. I should have made a tinfoil hat specifically for this episode and worn yeah, it.
2: Yeah, dropped the ball there. I yeah. put a tinfoil like tray on my head right now. If you it want, could. I
1: mean, if you want to, I won't say no. But um, okay. it may be too noisy for yeah. it right now, but I can go grab like a pot or something from downstairs and just put the put it on my head. But um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. There's like there's so many conspiracy theories flying around and um. This, I think it's dangerous to just dismiss everything as conspiracy right. theories, unless it's empirically wrong. But um, if this um, is coming from a Department of Homeland Security contract listing, mm-hmm. um, then I think this may hold a little more merit than they're letting us know about. So, um, so no thank you, Tyler Q. Holton. I will not take off my tinfoil hat until you tell me why <laughs> it's safe to take it off so
0: yeah we need to do like tell me why tell me why yeah transparency hey, it goes back to what we were talking this? about earlier just be yeah.
1: transparent with us and we're fine like if i know why something's happening i won't care i'll go back to like staring blindly into all the thousands of sensors and cameras that i have hooked up in my house <laughs> like i'll just go back to giving you the data for free when instead you gotta make me worry so i mean whatever
0: why you gotta do that tyler Why oh,
1: you gotta do that
0: <laughs> but Yeah, I don't what know I
1: like, just can't trust people named Tyler. That's all. Just,
0: what does Homeland want for with this information? I mean, I guess they're looking at the NSA, going, "Well, oh, they got all that stuff. We want something."
1: <laughs> it's a race I to think... have who is the bigger data pile. It's either it's between <laughs> it's a hot race between the Department of Homeland Security, the NSA, and Jeff's download folder. Oh, between, well, that's true. Yeah,
0: that's true. Jeff's folder has been pretty active, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: In all, I was active as some of yours, but uh, in well, all, <laughs> in all, in all honesty, I think that this is for targeting key players and maybe converting on defense individuals to um, some bad actor groups. That's probably what they're going for here.
0: Yeah, yeah, because a lot of a lot of propaganda is taken to social media and stuff these days. Like you remember the Branch of Davidian, Waco, Texas, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just social media, mm-hmm. small groups. So i can see why they want to be monitored yeah but you got to say why this is if that's not it you got to say why for why yeah. i just <laughs> want to
1: know for why uh but um speaking of wanting to know and technology apple is is now powered 100 percent by renewable mm-hmm. energy and with a caveat and painfully slow segues. Uh, But, yeah, there's a big catch. And, Jeff, I don't know if you want to inform our listeners on this catch.
2: Well, you could go ahead if you'd like, but pretty much it's not 100% um, since they still have some operations overseas um, in facilities without access to clean energy or facilities that are dependent on the existing electrical infrastructure where they can't really get into this clean energy initiative. Um, So it's not really... 100% 100% as a blanket statement, yeah. um, but global facilities um, they're announcing our 100% clean energy, which includes retail stores, offices, data centers, and co-loc- co-located facilities in 43 countries.
1: Yeah, this is it's more in reference to their main buildings where all yes. the stuff they do happens like Apple Park, for example, um, mm-hmm. one infinite loop etc i'm sure their maybe their new york campus may have uh renewable energy i think they have a campus in new york um i know they have multiple campuses around their oh, london yeah. campus maybe i don't know about that one i can't confirm that. but um but yeah it's it's a hundred percent of all the places where they put their developers so interesting um but yeah, it's like some of it you can't hold and they did uh pledge that they were all of their future buildings were going to be 100% renewable going forward. Um I love that, I
2: love I love that their data centers are 100% renewable energy cuz yeah. those things use a lot of power. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's that's like something that you're starting to see more and more out in the valley where you see like out in the big open rural areas there's just these huge data farms. And right. like, I'm sure the cost to keep them cool and the energy required is astronomical. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. um, it's, it's good because technology has a much bigger impact on the environment than people would think. And yep. being able to eliminate power from being a problem is
2: amazing. It is. And so. the sourcing that power, doing so responsibly in terms of green initiatives and things of that nature, it is a uh, a nice power move, a nice example to set being done here by Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just another little nugget of information off what you said, Matt. Future construction, they're currently constructing two new data centers in Denmark, and they're going to run on 100% renewable energy from day one.
1: Yeah, Denmark has been super forward with their renewable energy pushes as well. So yeah. that makes sense. i I think it was either Denmark or the Netherlands who converted their entire police force to Tesla's. I think it was one of the two. Um hmm. but yes, the those countries are always like crazy forward with their green technology. And I think also um even just going back to the US, I think Google has made a similar pledge. Um saying that yeah. they were, all their at least their new buildings were going to be 100% green. Um and I think hopefully much like with Volvo and this um the push for electric vehicles, I think we're going to see as Apple does this gets positive press i think you're going to see other companies who maybe haven't been in the news as often you're going to see them make announcements um to move towards a more green energy source
2: yeah google's announcements was that it now purchases more renewable energy than it consumes as a company right yeah that that was was what i heard Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah Yeah. and that's that's just as good i think Or it's a good start at least yeah
2: it's a good start Mm -hmm.
1: i'm sure apple probably has a similar landmark
2: um, Two tech giants doing good things for the environment.
1: Yeah. So um, clarified that Apple, like Google, is not actually 100% powered, but yeah, you use the term to signal that it buys enough to offset its global power consumption. Right. So, yeah. Um, but that's 54% of it. Of um, it's reduced its greenhouse gas emissions by so far 54%. That's a, that's a really good number. <laughs> yes it is that's quite a bit for a company that's only really had these facilities for probably a couple of decades now running at the the scale that they're running so right
2: but yeah um, so i don't know about you guys but i think that could wrap it up for this week's episode
1: i think that says that's all folks for this episode i think that's it Uh, Um, right yeah so
0: i'll
1: go ahead
2: I was just going to give you the week off. If you want, I'll run through the show notes. Here. Oh,
1: I get the whole week off. Yeah. You get <laughs> oh my to God. Lay back and relax. Wow. Just Focus on that beard. Well, know. it'll be six days since so we'll hopefully be back Sunday. Right. Um, there on you regularly
2: scheduled uh, discussions. So you, get, you get the Baker's five days off. <laughs> okay the baker's <laughs> <week spot. laughs> the baker's week um,
1: so yeah so right. if you're interested in catching up with us after our baker's week you can find us on any one of the major uh, podcasting apps you can find us um, on our home if you would like where you can follow us and uh, leave comments and be more in touch with us at industry40.podbean.com Um, If you want to listen to us on the go or if you already are and you want to tell a friend, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, um, and basically any other podcatcher app that has our RSS feed. Um, You can find us at Industry 4.0 or I4O, respectively. Um, And if you're a super fan and you want to watch us live as we do it and catch the news as it happens, then you can check us out we post our live streams to Facebook as frequently as we remember, as we remember. And we uh, go live on Twitch, Periscope and YouTube at the account industry four Oh, all spelled out. Um, With that, there were no new reviews this week. Um, And I I encourage anybody, if they have any constructive criticism, if they um, wanted to criticize my awful start to this episode, (laughs) they can go to either iTunes or Stitcher Uh, or Podbean and leave us a review. Um, And we highly encourage that because it helps us get a better message out to you guys. It helps us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Um, So, yeah, um, I think that that's the most important thing is getting not only getting the news right, but getting the news to you guys in a timely manner um, as accurately as possible. Um, But that being said, uh, some of our guys on the show do their own work. Um, you can listen to all of the amazing sounds on this podcast by our very own Jeff Butzinski at SoundCloud.com/slash/TheJbones, um, and also uh, he's got some pretty cool album art, and that album art is photos taken by our very own Ryan Thompson at flickrcom slash Thompson. <laughs> and you can also follow him on Instagram. Where he posts some of his incredible work at Wayne Ryan twenty one. Um and Irvin, who is currently playing hooky and is a delinquent, <laughs> is uh on available on Instagram as well as Irvin.lucas. Um he, might be, this... playing
2: hooky. What? he might be playing hooky because he's adding to his Instagram though, Maybe so.
1: I swear if I see an Instagram post from him, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna hear it all caps <laughs> um, no it's all good i had to cut you right back off <laughs> but um, but yeah i i think we'll we'll hear from him soon but um urban if you're listening we we are here and we miss you but um yeah so hello, i think that's hello from
0: the other side urban <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh yeah i think that's all we have this week and uh, this has been a, a good episode so with that being said I will see you guys in the next one. This has been episode 46. See you guys.